Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that is raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Sullison. With me, as always, is my very, very talented friend, who is my very own little Italian treat, the mixtress DC, Gina. Hi, Louise. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? You holding in there? I mean, yeah, I gave myself a haircut at home. I don't recommend it. So I don't know if your Italian treat is so treatable, but this is my new quaff. It looks great. So I hope it you're excited. Great. I'm very well, excited. Seeing Thank you, you virtually, I have to show you, right? I know. I know that's the only way we see each other. We were like ships in the night the other day. Yeah. Well. Timing sucks. Someday. Someday I'll. I won't hold my breath though, because I'll pass out for sure. <laughs> All right. So I got a little quiz for you, Gina. So what do John Barbados, Lucia Ball, Joe Lewis, Anita Baker, Jimmy Hoffa, Sonny Bono, and both professional wrestlers, Sergeant Slaughter, and the Iron Sheik have in common with Henry Ford? Nothing. What do you got? They all hail from the great city of Detroit. That's Detroit, Michigan. Okay, so here's another one. Let's see if I can stump you again. What do Charles Lindbergh, Stevie Wonder, Francis Ford Coppola, Marvin Gaye, Della Reese, Madonna, Marla Gibbs, and if you don't know who that is, that's Florence from the Jeffersons, and both Republican presidential nominees, Mitt Romney and Thomas Dewey, have in common with George Clinton, not to be confused with Bill Clinton. <laughs> I got no, again, again, I'm, I got again good old Detroit. Good I'm not that volunteered something. <laughs> Not that creative, Gina. I got one more for you and see if, see if, I, if you get this one. So, well, you never know. Detroit. Gilda... <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it was Gilda Radner, Jerry Bruckenheimer, Soupy Sales, Kristen, Christian Bell, Eminem, Alice Cooper, The White Snakes, or the, I'm sorry, The White Stripes, The Four Tops, The Romantics, The Supremes, The Temptations, and Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Yes, they all hail from the great city of Detroit, Michigan. Now, where is White Snake from, though? If they did have a hit, and like, is that not? That... It's got to be New Jersey. I don't I know. I mean, White I feel Snake like you know they bring them in. They, Are they from they, Detroit? I would think they're from like your neck of the woods, <laughs> like Long Island. Long yeah, Island, absolutely. absolutely. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to the mid Midwest. Good old Midwest. Um, speaking of amazing talent that's hailing from good old Motown, let's introduce today's designated drinker, shall we? The founder of Casamaro Club, Italian Amaro Club Sodas. Why is that so long? It's Jason Lavalla. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome. Hey. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Good, good. It's good to see you. You look um, a little tan. Are you? What are you doing? You working hard these days, or hardly working? You know, I think it's a combination. Uh, I try to do as much work as I can from my front porch, and we get a nice like afternoon sun. Although not on a day like this, um, it's very cloudy here. But oh. yeah, yeah, just trying to keep the trying to keep summer alive. Good you go. It's good. Always good to have a good life balance. Mm-hmm. So. Tell me, how does a young, successful lawyer in corporate law become a soda maker? Wow. Um, so, oh, that's a good question. Um, because <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I don't know. I have, no, I have no idea. People ask me that question all the time, and I'm like, ah, it beats me. Um, so, 
as a corporate lawyer, I represented a lot of um, food and beverage companies. It was kind of the only industry that I really knew anything about. Um, and I fell in love with Amaro. Um, I thought that I might try to go out and, and make my own, um, started like macerating botanicals and making extracts and tinctures to make my own Amaro. Um, and I eventually got to a point where I was like, there are so many American Amaro producers that are doing a great job. Not to mention like the hundreds of years old Italian Amaro producers out there, like making sort of just perfect products. Um, I didn't really feel like I had anything to add to that conversation. So I took a step back and realized that maybe I could take some of that, that inspiration and those flavor profiles and even a little bit of the culture and put that into something that I might drink um, on more of an everyday basis. And so that's how the Amaro Club Sodas came about. That's awesome. So you just kind of like just took all of your love and passion, shook it up, <laughs> added some Pretty bubbles, much. and here you go. <laughs> a little spice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's, that really is exactly what it is. I got some advice early on of just like, don't bother starting a company unless you absolutely love the thing that you're making and doing and selling because you're just going to you're gonna get bored and you're going to be really unhappy unless you do. So. so on that note, just so you know, I started this podcast just so that I could hang out with Gina more. See, there you go. Oh, passion. That's exactly what it was. I started this podcast just so I could spend more time with her. And, and you nailed a it. And the little wee Gina running in behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting where we can like haphazardly say, oh, I just walked away from this. Obviously something that you spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy going into and and being actually a very young person made that decision early on that it wasn't just right. Where did you find that? Where did that uh, that fear of free falling? How did you? I mean, where did that come from? Where do you think that was? That that's a that's a mustard that strength. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that with my therapist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly, for me, it, it came from. I, I just started to notice that I wasn't I wasn't happy. I, I didn't enjoy being a lawyer, um, and I it's it's just not a profession for for everyone um and when i sort of like sat with it and and thought about how it was making me feel on a day-to-day -day basis i was just like you know what i'm not i'm not really as interested in all this as i thought i would be um and so taking a step back and thinking i would want to do something a bit more uh, creative and sort of variable day-to-day -day, um is is really what drove the decision to to jump ship and and try to start my own thing no it's it's, it's, it's very brave and i applaud you for it it's just so i know that there are quite a few people especially creative people who are like stuck on what they're supposed to do what they should do as i do air quotes uh -huh. um as opposed to what they really love to do and i always what you said earlier i totally agree with i always say if you don't dream it sleep it eat it you know bleed it sweat it you're doing the wrong thing because you're right. just never going to be amazing at it you might do well but are you living that fuller life that um one would all hope for so i applaud you for figuring that at such a young age it took me a while <laughs> thank you very much i uh sometimes wish that i had figured it out sooner but i i've sort of come to believe that all these things just they start to happen at the right time. And 
I'm very happy with where I ended up. So, well, you don't wake up every morning going, I wish I were a corporate lawyer. <laughs> right? I'm going to assume. <laughs> I'm assuming you don't because you jumped ship, right? Like you don't go, yeah. I wish. So, yeah. I, I, I miss the people that I worked with, but I don't sure. miss a single other thing about it. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That's a great life lesson to learn. It's amazing. Yeah. So, for people who don't understand what Amaro is, mm. what the hell is Amaro? So Amaro is a traditional Italian botanical liqueur. So it is usually citrus peels, citrus peels, herbs, roots, spices, steeped in alcohol, um, back sweetened a little bit with, you know, sugar or honey or all sorts of things, really. Um, and they drink it typically as a before or after dinner drink. Um, more depending on like the color of it and sort of the flavor profile than anything else. Um, and so, yeah, I, I kind of took the, some of the signature botanical notes that I might get from certain Amaro and used those as like a baseline for if I'm going to make a, a flavored seltzer, I don't want it just to be grapefruit I want it to be grapefruit and cinnamon and allspice and rhubarb root and and all sorts of stuff to kind of bring together a more full complex and satisfying flavor profile that's awesome that's awesome so Gina should we jump in should we try this yeah yeah I'm sorry I was just daydreaming about like my new job as a pirate because I was like what would I want to do? If I wasn't making cocktails, what would I be doing? I'd be like, oh, I would be on a boat, hijacking other boats, I believe. I with, think that's with, called booty. You're hijacking with like, with booty. With period perfect clothing <laughs> and drinking, definitely drinking from the bottle. Um, oh, yes, yeah. let's start. Jason, will you have to tell us which one do we start with? Because I'm really Ooh. excited. All right. So for tasting, oh, wow. Let's see. Let's do it this way. I like to start with Alta. Um, Alta is in a lot of ways the most intense, it's the most bitter, but it's also kind of the best example of what we're trying to do. It's inspired by Campari. Um, there's a lot of um, Kinoto orange with this, this, this like bitter Italian, almost like a grapefruity tasting orange. It's kind of floral. Um, a lot of like clove and allspice in this one. Um, and tasty. some juniper to kind of liven it up a little bit. I'm dumping my water so that way I uh, have a, I'm uh, in a different. <laughs> I, I'm on location today, so girl has to have priorities. Right. I love this one. Mm. I think this is the one I love. No, this I like, is... nope. I might have changed it. I forget which one it is. Now I forgot. I have that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that is my favorite thing because I always feel like I have a strong preference for what's my favorite, but that strong preference will switch day to day to day. Um, and I, I hear like that from a lot of people. So, I mean, I, it was sorry. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, what I really like about this is um, they're not shy. You know, it's there. It's it's really lovely. Um, but it's not heavy either. It's not like there's no syrupy flavor. There's mm -mm. a really nice mouth feel. Um, like again, it's not shy. You know she's there, but she, then she just you know, exits ever so slightly. Yeah. But don't you like how your mouth is? So here's what I love about Amaro's. 
And you totally nailed it. Some you drink because of the before and after, but they're all about either making you hungry or helping you digest your food. So that's like the whole idea of Amaro's, Digestees, you know, bitters, whatever it is, right? Yeah. What I love about this is that the chinota, the, the bark that's in here, the chinota bark, literally does the same thing all the time to me. It like always makes my mouth get like really rounded and yes. like wet. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very like puckering. And I, for me anyway, that's something that I, I don't know, I just really, really enjoy that sensation. And it's not something that you can get in like a typical, like a flavored seltzer or even a lot of sodas, which can be pretty complex, but are usually weighed down with all that sugar that, it, you know, it doesn't do quite you, work the same way. So do you like ever just, you know, drinking the sodas, you know, just like, you know, staying on the non-alcoholic thing, like just like mess around putting in like just like fresh, I don't know, herb, peel, let yes. orange. Absolutely. For me, this, this screams, I want an orange peel, which I just put in there. Yeah, one of my absolute favorite things to do and one of my favorite ways that I see it presented at bars is, you know, somebody asks for a mocktail, they say not too sweet. Um, and I think that can, that can create a lot of trouble because um, it's like, how many tools do you really have in your tool belt that can, that can fit that need? Um, and so this, with a garnish, um, anything from, you know, an orange peel to, yeah, I really do like an orange peel with this one. Um, yeah. And like dress it up in a wine glass, maybe throw some ice in there. Maybe not. Um, I think there's just a lot of ways that you can dress up the presentation and make it feel, I think as special as, well, at least as special as I think it tastes. I think it's, what it does, it makes it more of an experience. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's uh, adult. There's my, there's my big girl advertising words. My brain. I like it. It's an experience. <laughs> All right, next one. What are we going next? I'm mm. ready. So next, I like to go to Onda. Onda is the weirdo of the group. Onda <laughs> is. <laughs> um, there we go. Um, a lot of lemon and sage. It's inspired by um, a Sicilian Amaro, um, specifically eh, Averna, although I took a lot of liberties with the sage note and really amped it up um, just because I love that flavor. Um, and it extracts so nicely. Um, and yeah, that along with the rhubarb root in this one, it's just truly like it surprises me still to this day every time I take a sip of it because it's just like wow why would anybody put this in a soda and then it's delicious so chocolate ice cream mm-hmm I've still never done that but chocolate ice cream float done yeah yeah I like that idea a lot yeah we gotta do it we're gonna put we have to like we have to like you have to get it in there I know it sounds so crazy, but it's so good. That's I've tried. Um, I've tried Sarah with chocolate ice cream, and it's delicious. But I don't think I would have put together sage and lemon and chocolate if you hadn't mentioned it first. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> I made an Averna milkshake for a pairing with a little bit of basil. So fresh basil, 
Averna oh chocolate, put it in the blender, mixed it, and that was the and that was a finishing drink. And it was honestly inspired by so silly the grasshopper, you know, like oh. that cocktail, oh. the way that it drinks. Yeah. And we put it all together, and we did that as a um, a last a last course with a you know chef pairing, and it's really lovely. And this just reminds me of that. So. Gina, I did I like, have that? Was that in New Orleans that you made that cocktail? Uh, no, that was at um, PF Sevens. You might have had it there. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have, to, I have to tell you, I think these are really sophisticated. And like, you know, in this world, you can't, <clears throat> you know, you can't go out and drink, you know, you just can't hold yourself together. I don't care who you are. <laughs> like, you need to like toss it in like some water or something else and like, I feel like this is a great way to slow down or yes. have that drink with your boss that wants to have a drink with you. And you're like, oh, I'll have this and like lighten the load so you actually remember what you said. As yeah. you, know, you know what it's, I mean? It's so it's funny you say that. So all the networking yeah. that I do and being the host of the designated drinker, everyone's always asking me, what am I drinking? What are you having? What should I have? What do you, and so, but enabled, but in order to be able to handle those scenarios, you're not drinking like everyone else you've got to you know keep your shit together and I'm always I'll have a I always I'll have a soda water and lime when everyone always thinks it's something I'm like oh yeah yeah that gin and I'll pick a really good gin and I may have had it already I had one but the yeah. next two will just be soda water so that I can keep myself together but then it's the image of being the designated drinker the host of the designated drinker I'm like oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's what everyone thinks when you're like, you know, a bartender, like, like, got, like shit faced my entire pregnancy. I'm like, um, you know, I didn't have anything to drink. It's good. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be sober. <laughs> I don't just lay around on the floor just putting liquor all over my face. So, I don't know. As much fun as that sounds like. I mean, if you knew me in my 20s, maybe I did do that once or twice, but now I'm a responsible mother, so. Yeah, we just we missed it. Yeah, just, just missed it. <laughs> and if Tales of the Cocktail ever comes back, who knows what happens in New Orleans? All right. Well, we never talk about what happened. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm ready for the next one. All right. Uh, next one I like to do is Capo. Uh, Capo, I like to call the easy one uh, because everybody likes it. I've never. Oh, that was that was Gina in her twenties. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Can we well, edit out me laughing to that? No, it's <laughs> fine. It's funny. Um, yeah, I I love this one because it's like it's got that like it's a little bit more of like a um, like a very pleasing softer citrus thing with a lot of like uh, mint and uh, chamomile and it just gets this really like pleasant. Um, it reminds me the most of a sort of conventional soda. Um, somebody described it once at a, um, like a grocery store tasting. Somebody picked this up and tried it and was like, oh, that's, that tastes like fancy Sprite. Um, <laughs> and now I can't get that out of my head and I kind of love it. I love, God, sorry. I would say, as you were saying, and you're describing it and I was tasting, I was like, what am I tasting? And chamomile was the first thing that came to mind. And you addressed, as you said it, and I was like, yeah, that one, that one I definitely spoke to me. I really enjoy this one. 
Thank you. I like the salinity of this one. I mm-hmm. like that, that, that little finish, like, um, you know, soda's made with <clears throat> traditionally bicarbonate in mm-hmm. there and you're using the salt this way. It's like, you know, such a good use, like smart, very smart. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, I think yeah. that plays off the um, the cardamom really nicely in this one. Like they kind of both hit me right at the end and it just like, it creates this really nice pop. Did you use green cardamom or what kind of cardamom did you use? Uh, green, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there are so many cardamoms. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 There's definitely know. a pop here. Definitely a pop. That was a nice way of putting it. Not Thank a you. not a Michigan pop, but a no, pop. No, <laughs> that's people. When I tell people that I run a soda company, they're like, "Don't you mean pop?" I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned that because um, Gina, did you know that I went to school in Detroit? So yeah. I have a little bit of back knowledge there. Been a long time. Wait a minute, you went to art school in Detroit, right? Yep. That's right. Center I knew for that. Creative Studies, right down the street from Wayne State College. I knew that. So. I, kind of, I, re- I remember that. Yep. You live so and many places, was... Louise. It's tough. It's the only way you stay ahead of the law. I mean, <laughs> I know. Are you on the lamb? I feel like you might be. I'd never ride a lamb. So what's the last <laughs> one? <laughs> uh, the last one is Sarah. It is our... After Hours Club Soda. Um, it was sort of originally inspired by um, a friend of mine runs a bar here in Detroit, and he always likes to keep a bottle of Aperol around that's been infused with cinnamon. Um, and he'll use that for like a signature cocktail on his menu, but in like an Aperol spritz, it's this really incredible kind of like nighttime settling version of what I typically think of as a daytime drink. So yeah, the goal with this was to sort of take the Aperol spritz and turn it on its head um, with something just like more soothing and um, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's the orange blossom. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's just like mellow. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. And even I think that this might just be like, there's no lavender in here, but something about, I think the color of the label always makes me taste lavender in the drink. (laughs) Funny how branding works, even when it's your own. (laughs) Right. Yeah. This stuff, it gets in your head. (laughs) What I like about this one, and you say it's nighttime, it makes me think of like when you have, um, you know, a cup of tea at night, hot mm, cup of tea, like like yeah. something that it's kind of soothing, maybe, you know, brings you down a notch, like, you know, you're getting ready to to hopefully go go to sleep <laughs> some nights. Um, this is what that kind of reminds me of, that really, that very comforting, just kind of cozy up kind of, but yet effervescent, which is kind of funny. It's a, it's, it feels like, like you said, it's, it is like going to bed, going to sleep, calling it a night, but then it kind of dances on your tongue still. So it's kind right. of, a, you know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's like a little opposite for me. I feel like, I don't know. I would put like some gin in it. Just, I don't know. It's kind of delicious. My mom really mixed- likes this one with gin, and I've never quite understood it, but maybe because I've never actually tried it before. If I'm being totally honest. Have you ever like, <laughs> tried, um, you know, like. 
Like an Aperol spritz, right? What does it have in it? It has soda water and champagne. Have you mm -hmm. ever mixed this with champagne? Um, never champagne, but there is like a cool wine bar here in Detroit that was doing a cocktail with these and um, they would always alternate the wine. Sometimes it would be like a really funky, like Jura wine. Uh, sometimes like use a pet nat. Um, had some, had a lot of fun sort of Oh, trying. like a Gruner Vetliner with this would be insane. Oh my God, yes. Because yeah. of that flavor profile. What I kind of, what idea. is that, Gina, for our listeners? What kind Gruner of wine? Gruner is, um, it's, a, it's a wine that's found in the Alto Alge region of Italy um, and Austria. And it's, um, it has a lot of uh, chamomile notes already to it, like mm -hmm. naturally. And it's just a really beautiful, it's just a good, it's a nice wine. And, and if you're ever in Alto Alge or uh, parts of Northern Italy or part of um, Austria, like you, it's very normal to go to a restaurant and they give you a big pitcher of soda water to drink with the wine and you just put the soda water and you just keep drinking it over ice. So, and chamomile, they'll give you some chamomile thrown in there too. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it's just a thing. And then you have schnitzel in Italy and you're like, schnitzel's <laughs> not from Italy, but then it is on one side and then it's not on the other. Well, so, those lines have bizarre. been blurred so many times. <laughs> Who owned what when? God, let's have, we, let, you know, it's when you share, you sni it's when you share a schnitzel with somebody. I was going to say schnitzel soda, and then I was like, I can't get it all out. <laughs> I, I don't know. See, folks, it is a real podcast. I screw up all the time on the show. Whatever. Oh, we always do. <clears throat> um, the good thing is half the time they edit us out. Um, so, Jason, uh, where would someone find your product? How are you? I know you're working through um, local bars, um, hmm. but how would somebody get it if unfortunately or fortunately they don't live in Detroit? Yeah, so um, we are available in, in a few select markets, but for the most part right now, um, the easiest way to get us is to order online. Um, our website is www.casamaraclub.com or you can find us on Instagram at Casamara Club. Um, and yeah, we always ask people to, you know, if you're in the grocery store, ask them about it and sort of try to get on their radars that way. But for now, really the, um, the easiest way to find us is online. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and the other good thing is our listeners know to go to designateddrinker.show. So we'll make sure that we have all of the links there as well as another, um, episode notes. So that way it'll be easy to find you because they are very delicious. And if you can get them online they should because i've never had a product like this ever i, I don't so know good. i can't there i don't think there's a product i could say oh it's something like it's 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 delicious they're all delicious and i have my favorite but it's kind of like i, I you know it depends on a mood right like yep. so intensely um, personal yeah <laughs> tell me that's a, good, that's a good tagline intensely right? personal <laughs> It almost sounds like a condom, though. <laughs> yeah. We, we can workshop that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is, I want to know, so what is your favorite, like, out of all these, what is your favorite drink to create? Ooh, so my very favorite uh, alcoholic drink to create with these would be Alta with okay. equal parts of Campari and sweet vermouth. Or just okay. Alta with Campari, depending on what I've got on hand. Um, basically, kind of a jazzed up Campari soda or a little bit of like an Americano riff. Um, I like to keep it real 
real easy when it comes to mixing with these. So do you do traditional portions? Like, um, let's let's make one for the listeners. What do you think? Okay. Do you want, let's, yeah. do you want that or do you want something different? Or like, I feel like we should make one. So I have a, yeah. So do you do, so I want, so this is Jason's version of how he does the Campari drink. How many ounces do you normally put in yours? Cause like I would put one and a half if it was mine, what is yours? You know, I, um, God, I do so much of this by feel. Um, yeah. I would say probably one and a half, maybe two, if I'm feeling, okay. you know, a little frisky. Feeling um, dancy. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, part of what I like about this drink is that it's it's very, um, it's malleable to your mood. Got it. I just wanna, I wanna like, I wanna experience what you experience from it because I already know that I wanna do something with um, a little bit of whiskey. Okay, like a, yeah. Like a, like a Ricky-ish kind of drink. It's also hot here right now. So let's do this, and then we're gonna put on here the, um, sorry, you said the Alta, right? Uh, yes. Let me do the Alta. How pretty that looks. And then we're gonna finish with an orange peel or an orange slice. Uh, ooh, I would typically do an orange peel. Well, let's do it. I did. I lost all my citrus in the move. I just moved uh, in the last couple of days, uh, so I don't have any citrus. How does one lose their citrus? <laughs> you forget to shit unpack just, it for a few days. <laughs> shit just started rolling away. It was like hell no. Yep. It's really lovely. It's pretty. So let. So I'm gonna. We're gonna do a little. Oh my gosh! It smells so good. Um, we're gonna do a side by side yes. now, and now I'm gonna do my version. So you're, you have that drink, and I'm gonna do what I think would be really lovely. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it won't be. I don't know. I so think it I, will be. So I love your weirdo. I think it's like Aww. super delish. Um, I feel like this is something that I want to do with it. I want to do a little bit of. Um, we're gonna use Long Branch whiskey. Louise, you gonna make a drink today, or what are you doing? I did. I already have mine. Look. Oh, you made yours with the Campari too? I did. Oh, I did. okay. So I'm going to take one ounce of a little bit of Long Branch bourbon, which I find to be really quite lovely. I have a little bit of time to think about it, and then we're gonna do um, a half a lime. Mm -hmm. And we're not gonna get that fancy with this. We're just gonna squeeze the half a lime into here. And we're just gonna drop it in the glass, leave it. And then I'm gonna get a little bit of crushed ice. <clears throat> then I'm gonna put it on top of there. And I don't know how to fix my ice in my own house, so bear with me. <laughs> my, my refrigerator's like, what are you doing? Why are you here? I know, it's like, you don't actually come here that much, so what are you doing? All right. Hello, we're done here. All right, so I'm gonna put some ice in here with that. And you're lucky, my kids are being really quiet, so this is, I might be able to enjoy this. So here's here's what I would like, to, I would like if you're gonna do this drink at home. I want you to take um, basil and put it into the ice prior to pouring the soda, because I really want that like flavor profile to like just hit like all of like the um, carbonation to hit the herb in here. So it really like plays off of um, that really, that brightness. So we're just gonna drop this in, put it on top. 
and let, let all the carbonation and the basil do its thing. And I'm sad that you can't smell this because it's insane. It's like so aromatic and it's bringing out all the flavors and the juniper and the different flavors in here. And you might think, oh, it sounds like, you know, juniper, you should just put gin with it. But it's really, it's really kind of perfect for a Ricky type cocktail. So, wow. so we're just, we kind of switched it up a little bit. So yeah, that looks perfect. We have both. We have both. <laughs> and I think that's it. I don't know. I'm going to just drink my drink. So. Really? I'm, so I'm, I'm just... very excited to try that because I'm always a little bit, I don't know. I'm, I'm sometimes hesitant to mix with uh, bourbon or at least make up my own drinks with bourbon. And that sounds like something that's really easy. And like, if I like it, you know can play around with it a little bit and have some fun. Maybe learn a Absolutely. thing or two from you. The basil is crazy with it. <laughs> I bet. So Gina, you use Long Branch. What would you say the characteristics of that whiskey are? Do you think that works really well? It's with herbaceous. This, um, with... It's a very herbaceous mm. bourbon whiskey, which is like kind of what you need. Like if you're going to use whiskey with it, I wouldn't use something that's really strong and like you'll never taste the soda. You know what I mean? You want something that's like yeah. a little bit on the... Um, the lighter side, uh, rise would be really good. Something that's a little bit more floral. You know, they, they want to like stick in the floral side of things. Um, don't go like super smoky. Like if you're gonna use scotch, I would use more like a heather uh, or a peaty kind of scotch. So you get like a really nice flavor with it. But like so lovely with the scotch and soda and you're getting into the scotch season as you're progressing into fall or in the end. So I feel like that's just like a natural thing to do with this. Like. So easy. I love that idea. I cannot wait to try it. Like it's 62 degrees outside right now. Um, oh my goodness, like really? It might be a scotch night. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's uh, it's a little bit concerning. It's called climate change. <laughs> You're right. Oh yeah, no. forgot about that. <laughs> no, it's called that the environment's taking back. So it's probably how it used to be 10 right. years ago, <laughs> 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember like, remember when you used to go back to school and it got cool out? And you'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be wearing shorts in October. Right. <laughs> if you, I, if like you truly, live in the Northeast. Yeah. I'm so used to September being just another one of the hottest months of the year. And so far this month has been like, is this what it was like when I was a kid? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, well, you get snow in Detroit. We haven't gotten any snow on the East Coast in a very long time. Anything substantial, you know. Yeah. We've gotten the, uh, some. We usually get hit with, with a little bit every year, although I'm from New England, so they complain about the snow out here and warn me about the winter. And I'm like, guys, you don't even know winter. <laughs> yeah. Where are you from again? Uh, I'm from uh, like the northern part of Connecticut, right along the Massachusetts border. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so yeah, very, a lot of hills, a lot of snow. Yeah, that's, that's real. That's real. All right, Gina, time to do your housekeeping. Where are they going to go? You're going to go to Designated Drinker Dot Show for Wait. my tips, Louise's tricks, and <laughs> learning all the how to's about other people we don't know. <laughs> uh, Me and my tricks. And if you miss that, you're going to go to Designated Drinker Dot Show. We're gone. Good. Absolutely. My and then question. we'll make sure you like, there. Again, you're going to have all the links to Jason as well, all the products. The wonderful products. So you definitely need to try these because they... You need to buy the product. 
well, just so we everyone knows, Gina and I only have sh- products on the show that we truly believe in and can stand behind, and this one is is an easy. So, absolutely, yes, you got to get this product. Damn it! Thank you so much. All this right. would have been such an awkward conversation if you didn't like the didn't like the drinks. So, yeah, 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 that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> We have boxes of those things. You want to see some? I'll show you some. Yeah. <laughs> People give it to you and you're like, oh my God, it's so nice for you. I don't know. I wish you well. I wish you so <laughs> much joy. And... Best wishes, yeah. <laughs> and All right, we... Gina. Okay. It is you now. It okay. Is you. So, Jason, in this in this crazy world where people like identify themselves with different animals and you might you know, identify yourself with a puffin, and you're like, that crazy bird in me, or like kindred soul, and it really speaks about my my being. If you could be one ingredient, one spirit ingredient, who would you, what would you be and why? Oh, wow. I was so ready to say duck when I thought this was animal. Um, let's see. <laughs> why was somebody throwing something? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. That was like, ah, uh, you're so That's cute. such a dad joke. Oh my God. <laughs> So bad. I love it. Neil's probably going to listen to this episode and go, I'm going to use that. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Let's see. I'm going to have to go with Campari. Um, I I feel like, for me anyway, Campari can kind of fit into any drink, um, but it definitely changes changes the vibe. And so that is what I aspire to, to fit in everywhere, but also, like, bring, bring some good energy to it. Yeah, be unique. Yeah. Uniquely bitter. Yes. I look. I want everybody to look at uh, Jason's drink versus my color of mine. That is a <laughs> lot of Campari. I love that. <laughs> You're like, um, I like a four ounce Campari to one ounce soda pour. It's good. Well, you, like know, you realize said, when you yeah. ask. When you, you asked him how much, he's like, you know, whatever you're feeling. As he's talking to you, he was just pouring the bottle. <laughs> Hey, last time I checked, you got one liver. You burn it out on whatever you need to. Right, and I, I'm pretty sure it's 5 o'clock here by now, so. Hey, Absolutely. And you know what I was going to say? I know a bunch of Italian people that are they are about to cross the threshold of being like 100 and 105 and, you know, still live in Florence, still drink, still drink regularly, still take a nip of, you know, their aperitif in the, in the afternoon and, you know, these are very, these are old people that just literally laughed at COVID and they're like, whatever. So there's something to it. It must be all the tomorrow. <laughs> I'm serious. There's something to it. There is something to the life. I am so. 100% with you on that. Like, mm. I think there are so many like functional, like this will fix you kind of drinks, like soft drinks out there right now. Um, but like, I don't know. These Italians have been drinking Amaro for hundreds of years and they seem to be doing all right so i'll I'll stick with what we know yeah it's one of the oldest civilizations in the world so right there you go unless you move to like you know japan or you know korea and start drinking like sochus and and all i mean that'll take some hair on you yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that's when you grow hair when you're 95 and you're like oh i didn't know i could grow hair out of my eyes that's fine Goals. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't realize I lived long enough that hair is growing from my eye ducts. That's okay. Okay, All on right. that note. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> all right, Jason. Thank you so much oh, for cheers. all these amazing products. Cheers to you cheers. and all the success. And can't wait to see what else you've got up your sleeve because I'm going to tell you, brother, this stuff is great. Cheers. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. 